Hello, this is Sunny, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Lavender Menace podcast, and I am today bringing to you our special edition bonus content episode, which I edited. So if things feel a little choppy, it's because we basically didn't include these sections in our initial podcast, our third episode, which if you haven't listened to, go listen to it. And, you know, we just didn't have enough time to include it all. So here we are basically talking about Stella Blomkvist, which we discussed at length in episode three, but that kind of transitions into us discussing our perspectives on media and how we consume and perceive media differently, um, especially as me being a booktuber and someone who reads voraciously, how I view books as different forms of media and how I prefer them to TV especially, and why Renaissance is someone who is very much more into TV and the actual drama and acting and art in artistry of constructing a show or movie or a live theater experience. So that's what you're going to be hearing from us today. Um, hope you enjoy. Um, but it's like, I mean, I don't I know think... enough of Iceland's politics to know what party is like the administration for the majority of the show is supposed to be in and the administration of the um the blonde yeah. one the blonde milk yeah it's still in the blonde milk um like I don't know I mean obviously there's like sapphic relations but that rarely ever indicates political leanings so they could be really conservative I also just don't know much about Iceland's politics in real life to know the thing is, is that like I don't, think that's, I don't even think that that's the thing that's important I think what's important is that in the show like I, I find that oftentimes shows and and media and this is the other thing in BBC Sherlock it is fun it's fundamentally tied to the British government because uh Sherlock's brother Mycroft like works for is like in the MI6 or whatever so and like Stella here is obviously involved in the government uh what like not because she necessarily wants to but she just kind of gets roped into it throughout the course of the show but oftentimes what the, th- the thing about the way that these all of these shows or any show that that has any sort of like portrayal of politics or the administration and the bureaucracy of politics is that like the criticisms from the show itself and like the way that it frames the pot like politics and stuff uh are oftentimes very i don't know is it they just feel so like shallow and it and it makes sense because it's supposed to be it's just another plot element for the storytelling to push itself forward but like that i think that it's so it's such a like it's such a weak sort of like cop out when it's when the greater conflict at hand is something that is like this greater geopolitical thing that isn't fully explained in any in any like particular capacity and we're never like we as the audience are never given uh necessarily like any sort of like we don't we don't really have a view on on the china iceland like relation like economic relationship like we don't we don't really care as the viewer we care about the, the interpersonal relationships of the people well, exactly in the politics. It's yes just a and that's why and that's the premise of 
that's the premise of criticizing shows like like the West Wing or um, you know stuff like that where it's like you you're presented with the way that things are the the way that bureaucracy works and the the inner machinations of it and we see the ways that people are bad within the inner machinations of it but never in the show it are never in this media are we ever like asked to question these any of these like institutions or anything or any any of like and it's like that's fine because it's just media yeah. but like but like the thing is is that that's why it's that's like that's why it's weak for me i enjoy media that takes criticism of interpersonal actions that is ultimately some like kind of something much like something ultimately like something much like greater than that but what ends up happening in the show like is that the interpersonal like what the stella and the blonde milf and the blonde milf taking over like okay wait can i do spoilers am i allowed to do spoilers say what it is and then wait uh you're editing this episode which means that it's not going to be oh wait but you're concussed should i edit this episode for you yeah i guess okay (laughs) so well okay i mean if if i were to if we were to include spoilers it's like Uh at the very end when stella kind of figures out that that the girl that she's been fucking has been behind Mm -hmm. the machinations of everything from the beginning to the end from the murder of hala to the the teen the girl the teenagers who are messing around so uh this this and guadai um like she's behind all of this and she's known this whole time and like as the audience member it's like the way that we're supposed to feel about blonde milf character versus how we're supposed to feel about Stella Bomkvist and how we're supposed to feel about this blonde milf character's like rise to power and her being like look there's always going to be shitty men in power and people vote for these shitty men so i just have to do what i have to do to get myself into power and stella is like that's like i don't like that i don't support you but i think that it's like this is just that is so that's very unsatisfying to me um not in a way of like oh i want more more like another season and see but what do you like do I you do mean that that concept next. is unsatisfying? Do you find the blonde milfs rise to power and like? But but see, this is why I don't in like this shows. political climate. But the thing this is, is like, no, no. But listen, is there that, are, is that like, a like, standard like... that you hold to all piece of media? Like, is is are, are you then going to say that like any piece of media that has to do with politics? Like, are you going to say that like Veep is is not good because it just well, presents the U.S. government? About. And I don't watch Veep. But the thing is, is that... You should watch Veep. But, like, I'm, I, is any political thing, like, show, like West Wing, Scandal, all of those shows, How to Get Away with Murder, even, just, oh, well, because that, they don't actually why. question the fundamentals of that government, then it's just never going to be satisfying for you? Like, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't watch those shows. I don't watch those shows because they are ultimately, like, they ultimately present these institutions that I view as inherently despicable as things that are like worth saving or worth like characterizing and like putting a moralizing like piece on it. Like we can, I can be like, okay, so just don't good. buy into it. Like just well, but the thing is, the is that acting, the whole, look at the, the whole point of the show is to, is to convince you of the whole point of the show is to convince you of the legitimacy of like these institutions. 
and like I just don't give a fuck. I literally don't care, which is why I will, which is why I don't give a fuck about like West Wing. And I think that liberals really well, like. I don't Wing. give a fuck about I that either. I mean, I guess that's why I watch it as a gay person, and I think it's good because I don't, I don't care about how they like present it because it is bullshit. Like, yeah, if I actually watch this to try and figure out or to try and find any critique on geopolitical relationships or how they present that then yeah it would be less enjoyable but i like, but see that's the thing i can't when i consume media i like i can't disengage that part it always frustrates me which is why i like reading books and i like watching movies that are that really like tackle these issues sort of like like head on or in a way that is like very that's why some of my favorite books are i mean i like, like that too, but i just don't have that all the time like when I know that something is going to disappoint me politically I walk into it knowing that it's going to disappoint me well I think like that's already off the table no no no. I understand like that goes that also is why I like like Taylor Swift and like don't really care about her politics because at the end of the day she's just another rich white lady like I can still engage with the art without having to like think about anything beyond that but the thing about like tv shows is that it's so like it's so much time of my life (laughs) that like at the end of the day I end up not like it do- it's not anything like coherent or enjoyable for me for for example like some of my favorite books are the books that I talk about a lot like like the midnight live which... episodes this was less than six hours it's not even episode. yeah but the Every thing is, is that is hour. no but let me let me explain to you let me explain to you my reasoning for this like like some of my favorite books that I think like I mean if you're saying that like Grey's Anatomy is too long and incoherent like yeah because it is no, no, no. it lasted Wait, let me, for let me finish ever. what I'm saying I, this is what I was trying to say before you cut me off like three times ago so basically oh some my of my God. favorite sh- some of my favorite like books and movies like I really I really like the movie like Sorry to Bother You directed by Boots Riley and that is that is a movie that does tackle the issues of like capitalism and American empire and like racism and and in in this really coherent and crazy way and I think that like also like with Birds of Prey I think it also does that in a very coherent and fun and engaging way like I think that like these are the, the reason why I like these movies as like pieces of art are because they embody like a lot of the things that I truly believe in in a way that's like very engaging and fun which is like and and I think like the books that I really enjoy, like I on my booktube panel, a sunny book nook, which you should subscribe to if you haven't already. Um, I did a political review about the Midnight Lie by Marie Rutkuski, which is a young adult fantasy sapphic novel. Um, that kind of that t- also talks about capitalism and empire and interpersonal relationships in this really coherent and interesting way. That's also why I like Docile by Cam. But Sparza, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on yes, why these are saying. good or the way that's that it why, engages with the politics. I, and I'm not saying that, like, I enjoy these things, too. I also like political media that but the presents that or engages in politics like the media that I that I'm talking about, The media that I'm talking about, it's not even, like, political. The way that this show isn't really political. This show isn't about politics. This show just no. has, kind of has politics as its backdrop and like things kind of happen because of them but I think that like the difference is that in the books that I'm mentioning like like Docile or Pet by Kwaki Amezi or uh like uh Little Fires Everywhere by like Celeste Ng like in books that I really enjoy uh or like Black Buck by Matteo Scaribor like a lot of these books um the fundamental conflict that's central to the story that drives everything beyond even just interpersonal relationships because I talk about this in my video about the midnight lie the interpersonal relationships ultimately just 
they they exist to kind of uphold the the points that the story is trying to get across. And I think that the best media ultimately does that. The best media is 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 when it, there's a greater purpose in every single like element of the storytelling. Um, and there's there's something that is not only fun, but that is something also like very intellectually engaging in every element of like. And that is so something that is so like um, like profound and intentional in the decision making within stories and obviously you haven't like but read any I of the don't books disagree I'm about. I agree with I, yeah, you that's on what I'm that. saying. and I'm not, I'm not saying, saying that Stella Blancovich I'm not saying is that the... you disagree with this but I'm saying that the reason why you enjoy the show very much and I enjoy the show like enough like I enjoy the show to the point of like a 3.5 star is because it doesn't engage like I, when I engage with media I really like that is that is one of the most important things for me when I look at stuff you when you look at media it seems to me like from what I understand of how you engage with media you look at how hot the female actors are no okay that's (laughs) a very shallow and the the sex that they have Whereas that's I kind of so shallow that no, like, no, you're but just I'm so serious. Like... You even said you even said you got into the show because you're like, oh, I just wanted to watch another like a gay crime show, and that's fine. But like, well, because not that... that's what I like. What that's just like that. That's not like oh, if there's no one hotter, if it or if it like it's like that's not my main basis. Like that's such a shallow. No, no, no. I'm, I'm obviously generalizing this, and I'm. Like, and I mean, I can this. like things because I think people are hot. Like, yes, do I think the people in Stella Blancovist are hot, or Stella in particular? Yeah, I do. Are there pieces of media that don't have hot people, or that I like for other reasons, just because it's gay or obviously. whatever? I'm not saying this as like a general thing. In the same way that all the media that I enjoy isn't all something that's any more anything more politically profound. Like there's there's media that I enjoy that has nothing to do with like my politics that I still like consume constantly. So I'm not saying this as like a general like like that is all our tastes as media consumers are like. I'm just saying these are the that, that that's just the observation that I've made from watching the show with you. And like and I think that you enjoy I like I really made I started with making comments and then you were just so over it and so unforgiving that I was just like, okay, I'm gonna keep my comments. So the but last the thing is and that only comments I showed that you, you heard when I showed you Birds of Prey, I was also incredibly unforgiving and you were not giving me anything. You you didn't say anything, but I just kept I doing was. it. I really enjoyed it. The thing is, is that I was in the middle of doing something, also watching Birds of Prey, and you were upset that I wasn't giving it my full attention when I didn't have time to watch Birds of Prey at that time. And then when we watched it a second time, I was still very interested. I put, it's on my letterbox. I have it as five stars. I liked it and reviewed it two times. I really enjoy that movie. No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm I'm talking about, like, (laughs) No, I'm talking about me presenting it to you and then being annoying about it the whole way through. Like, like you, when you present Yeah, but I agree with the things that you said. You did not agree and you (laughs) opposed the things that I said while watching. But also it's like, how, I don't know, how would you know? Like, how did you know that I didn't agree? the second time when we watched it, which is when, like, I realized, like, okay, Sunny, like, everything that you wanted to say the first time we watched Birds of Prey, you can say it now. After we watched that movie, because we watched it in two parts, I told you, I texted you personally and said, I like hearing your perspective while watching this film. I like your comments. I think that you're fun to watch this film with. So you can't say that I wasn't no, giving no, no, no. you but anything. Or that that I in the mo- in, but in the moment of watching it. It's like, because I'm I could... watching a movie. I also have no, to but that's you. Cool. you like, I, I'm trying to be more critical with everything that I consume because, because especially having read like hundreds of books within the past year, like it's, I think it's so interesting the way that like 
especially and this is the other thing I was going to talk about like like the reason why I don't like I don't like shows is that the way that um things kind of become full circle or themes carry through throughout it it just it, it makes me it personally it makes me ill because <laughs> I it it, may, it it feels like a personal affront to me because it it feels like it feels like I'm being spoon fed information and kind of like being beat over the head with the themes as opposed to as like a consumer or as a reader being able to pull out the themes myself, which is why I couldn't get through Little Fires Everywhere, the show, but I love the book. The book is so subtle in its storytelling and it's and it weaves this narrative in this very in this very like coherent and and cohesive sort of way. But like when I watched the show, I was like it's giving it's so obvious how racist our main show. character are well I, when i watched the first five minutes of the show i was like it's so obvious that reese witherspoon's character is gonna be like a villain but like in in the book like that was not the case at all her villainy sort of unravels in this really beautiful way and and also like the way that we don't like we don't really like but you read the book before you watched the show yeah because the show didn't exist before it, when yeah. i started reading the book and like that's what I'm saying like I think that I think that the way that books are able to the way that books are able to do the things that shows do in terms of giving a general theme while also kind of spacing out like events over over courses over a course of time uh I think that like the medium of like tv kind of like is has to make it obvious to the viewers in a way like because it's it's visual as opposed to like 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 words and I just don't I don't enjoy the obviousness of that I don't enjoy the sentimentality sentimentality of that because to me I mean I have to say my relationship with media I def I definitely watched this show with a very different perspective than when I first watched it because like it literally was a year ago and I've learned and changed political like my politics and how I view things a lot differently now than when I first watched it so I'm not gonna say that I enjoyed it the exact same or I had the exact same or I picked up on the same things that I did the first time however to me like I first of all I just like the form of acting like I just like I like watching people act and it's like so melodramatic and you're it's melodramatically dark and you're really into that yeah, and I but just no, think but it's I, I like like even <laughs> like regardless, like I like watching actors in theater, in movies, in TV. I Dude, like I watching people, actors as someone as someone who did acting for like most of my life, and like who did mm-hmm. theater and stuff. And then when I would go see but that's, shows, but when I, I would go I'm see movies because that's something that like whenever I read a book that I really like, or there's a story that it, like anything in high school that I ever really enjoyed watching were plays like I liked reading plays because like okay it's like actors in my head and it like you can do that with books but I don't like reading descriptions I like multiple forms of things at the same time so I like script writing I like listening to the words and how like the show is written and dialogue and just on the plain level of, of how a show is written. I like watching people act. I like the performance of acting. I like seeing people express things. I like set design. I like scoring. I like seeing people's different skill set and how they direct things and how things are directed and how angles and yeah, like, and like, like the way too. like people like, pan I over think, things. I think that artistry is all very interesting and beautiful to me. Yeah, but that's, but that's I, the thing my is, is like, that 
preference. That's my like, yeah, like that's your one. preference in a way that that's not yours. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, like I like the interiority and the complexity that words kind of allow. I dialogue is just not real. Like I enjoy dialogue, but in books, like that's not really what sticks out in my mind. Like one of my favorite books of all time, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Eliari Sainz. Books that don't have a lot that are not dialogue heavy are rarely ever my favorite book. Well, the thing is, it's that in 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 Aristotle and Dante, that book, like there are lots of moments that are very heavily dialogued, but there are also lots of moments that are very, that are very quiet and very much just we're in the mind of our of our character. And I think that like that balance is what was so engaging to me because I think that like the thing about dialogue for me is that um, dialogue, like the way that media conveys dialogue, like shows and movies, um, like dialogue is written in such a in such an intentional way that is like that's not how real people talk you know like people don't talk with the with the with the, with thinking that like okay the thing that every single word i'm saying now is going to further like the plot point of the character arc of me you know we don't think like that right and me me and my friend izzy we're talking about and me and my friend kennedy we're talking about this how it's so interesting how in in shows and in movies like because because these are all fake people and you're kind of projecting your idea of people onto a character you're writing like the writing and the dialogue and the way that people are yeah but you didn't even i i agree with this i agree with this i'm not disagreeing with this but then also you don't even like like visual adaptations of like normal people the show which you haven't watched and i think you said you refuse to watch normal people the show is (sighs) So like it takes that because the I but the thing is is that what I enjoy about the relationship about the book the reason why I like normal people is because I don't remember I do not remember the conversations but I do remember the interiority of these characters I do remember how I felt about looking at the relationship and I'm just like I don't think I don't think like consuming a visual interpretation of what I felt is going to be is going to be really uh, what's the word satisfying for me like I don't think it's going to be emotionally satisfying for me because the reason why the book like made me feel the way it did was because I could really project and put myself into the mindsets and the and the understandings of these characters even though I'm so different from them like that's the thing about books that I love that's different from movies and tv I think is that like in movies and tv because you're looking at you're literally looking at another person play another person like you there's you're you're removed from the idea that the ideas in the text by like three different people right by your your own perception by the by the actor's perception of the character the character itself and who wrote it right but with books you there that's nothing is in between that you the reader and then the text that's on the page that 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 the person who wrote it wrote like you're the only person interpreting that and because of that I can then step myself into the mind of Connell and feel everything that Connell is feeling and I can and I feel myself in Connell like I I'm like oh I really relate to you even though we are nothing alike like I relate to but I have that relationship with I mean, but I think that's just that how in, we in, relate. In shows, in shows, you don't see these characters' like thoughts and their inner monologues, but in in books, that's all but, that okay. is. No, because and that's in, the difference. There are that shows I where if I'm gonna bring up Fleabag again, the way you bring up Birds of Prey is the way that I bring up Fleabag. But in Fleabag, is does this very intelligently because they utilize the fourth like wall, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Yes, 
And now, not every show does this. Like, obviously, in normal people, it would be, I think, inappropriate for them to break the fourth wall. Like, it 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 doesn't fit there. And reading normal people, I I get it, and I don't. I I get it in that if that is what you value in reading and getting those stories, then like, yes, TV. And visual mediums are just, they're never going to give you that. And because that makes sense. At the end of the day, like that, TV not, and like, shows and, and even like. like musicals and plays and stuff is that everything that is interior of the character and of the person has to become externalized in their facial expression, in the songs they sing, in the music that's being played in the background. It has to be externalized in this way. But the thing is that me as a person, like, I do not, I do not externalize a lot of what I think and what I feel and what I like, what I really want to say. Like a lot of that is very much within myself and I can't fully convey, like the reason why I don't say it out loud, the reason why I don't, I don't convey it in how I behave is because I feel that I have no ability to. And the reason why I like reading is because it, it gives me the ability to convey what I think and what I feel in this way that doesn't feel too vulnerable. It's like removed because it's just words on a page. But with like watching other people act it out, it's embarrassing. It's I can't watch shows because it's embarrassing. I have, to, I have to click. I have to exit out of that shit. Like I cannot. I can't. I can't watch people embarrass themselves because I already do that every day. Like I, I can't see someone else. I can't see someone else do it. And that's the other thing. As someone who did the, musical theater for mo- for most of my life and did performance and like dance and everything, is that like so much of so much of what you do is like entirely based off of how you want the audience to feel right and like also what you think like you're trying to accurately interpret whoever wrote the show like you're trying like like something that I heard a lot in acting classes was you know you never like misalign or never never like skip over a word because this the playwright put it there intentionally to show something about that character to show to push the plot forward in an important way but me being the bimbo that I am I could never memorize lines in a way that was exact into the script because because I what I thought what I thought the character was supposed to be and then I would say things in accordance to what I thought the character would say as opposed to what was being written down so like that's what I'm saying the 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 multiple steps of removal between the content creation and the delivery like the steps in between is what is like that externalization is what makes me uncomfortable because I like internal navel gazy media I mean, yes, that's your preference. I'm not going to say that your preference is wrong. In terms of, like, lines and interpretation, in an interview for Shiva Baby, the director, Emma, said about um, Molly Gordon, is, like, she never says the same line twice. Like, the sentiment is always correct, but she never says the same line twice. And so I think, like, this idea that as an actor, as a performer, that there's no, like, deviation from the original. yeah it, it, I mean there are some like there are some texts there are some pieces like I think if you messed up like a monologue in Shakespeare or like tried it's, to so it's so obvious it's so obvious yeah like you, like, you, like you wouldn't be able to get it doesn't sound like Shakespeare yeah you wouldn't be able to get away with that whatever there's some moments where that is f- fine it doesn't matter you got the sentiment across 
what needed to be expressed was expressed and there are sometimes where you can't skip an um or uh or but or whatever so i mean i think like painting all of visual media in that way is inaccurate just because it's so diverse. Oh, no, of course. Not. I'm not saying that that's, that's the case at all. Like, I still love seeing music. I, I watch so many musicals. I watch so many plays. I watch so many movies. And, like, I'll watch TV when you force me to. But, like, the, <laughs> the other thing is that something that I enjoy, the, what I, why I enjoy, like, live theater, okay, if I had to, like, rank experiences, I think yeah. live theater, when it's done well, is better yeah. than movies. But movies are better than, like, musicals when I am not fully engaged in, like, when I'm not, when the musical isn't good. And the thing is, is that musicals being good, it's a 1% chance, okay? To be, like, because when you're in the audience, if you're far, if you're too far away from Wait, the Wait, are you talking, when, when you're saying musical movies or musicals as in live theater musicals which musicals musical as in musicals as in live theater musical okay. slash plays live theater live theater is really mm-hmm. really good yes. when you're in the right position when you're like at close enough to the stage but not too close when the actors are all perfect when everything is correct and everything is, but the thing is, is that it's Agreed. so rare so rare is there a budget that can encompass that people who are talented enough to fully convey it and then the technically like it's it's just so hard and as someone who's been in a lot of shows it's so it's so fucking hard for something to be perfect that it's just a much rarer experience than a perfect movie or a good movie which is why i think movies are are just easier to like they're, they're easier to like fully enjoy um and they're more likely to be something that i enjoy as opposed to like live theater but the difference with live theater obviously it's like there's like there's a sense of like an aura in live shows and live music and live theater that's different than something that's recorded obviously but like i think that um what's what's what i think is so different between tv shows and my preferred mediums of storytelling that are also visual and not like just text which Mm -hmm. is you know like like live theater and musicals and reading and like and uh, movies and stuff is that like tv shows kind of have they they have the ability to they have the ability to extend character arcs and plots and make more intricate sort of elements within them, right? And like have, have plots within plots within plots in, in a way that's like more extended across time. And you're, you're just given more time, right? Like movies can't be six hours, but TV shows can be. But what I like about movies and what I like about plays and stuff that are, that are limited within like a three hour span, time span, is that like you have to cut away everything that doesn't that doesn't ultimately uh, convey what the writer of of the thing is trying to convey. Like you have to get rid of so much, and you have to like whittle it down to like the bare bones of of like the media. That like for example, if I had to rewrite Stella Blomkvist as like a movie, I think that it could be done in a much like like tighter and coherent way that could play out in that could play out like simultaneous simultaneous storylines in a much more interesting way because the thing is is that when you have a limited time span like as someone who also like makes art and stuff like like when you have a limited time span and you have additional pressure and expectations of like oh you need to do this for this you need you have this much time and you have this this these are the resources you have and it's limited the limitation is what allows your creativity to like really heighten itself and 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 like really be able to flesh out something that you otherwise might not have been able to um but i think that like the nature of tv shows is that like you don't 
you don't have to be as creative or condensed in terms of the storytelling. You don't have to be as tight um, in, in the narratives as you do in like movies and musicals, which in some ways it, it can be really beneficial for like characters and plots that are really intricate and long. But in other ways, it just makes me tired. I don't give a fuck. You could tell me this in one hour. I don't need to sit through 10 hours of this. Like, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just six episodes is like in the yeah, world I know, of but television. That's very rare. TV TV shows are oftentimes like much longer yeah. than this, which is why which is why I liked BBC Sherlock because each season three episodes. Each episode is like a movie, and like I love that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But uh, the rest of this, unless it's a sitcom or whatever, like I don't, I just I can't I can't be fucked. I literally do not care. Like, I mean, uh, I have to say, my uh, I used to. I mean, I I still love tv don't get me wrong but that i used to like i used to rarely watch like i could count on one hand the entire year i was much more a television heavy person and i'd say that has like changed a lot and and the shows that i do watch are either very short season something like so long Vist, that is like one season six episodes they did film a second season they wrapped i don't know when it's coming out standard for television and i think specifically network television is just quite low like network television does not have to be good and yeah. it shows and the past couple of years um the things that i guess would be in the realm of tv rarely have actually been television it's usually originals from streaming services or uh like adaptions or like there's not gonna you're not gonna have 25 seasons of normal people like you do with general hospital or Grey's anatomy or something like that like little fires everywhere is just going to be that limited season um the limited series situation that like streaming platforms have brought about big little lies is i mean there's like talks of like maybe a third season and honestly i would kind of be I, I would enjoy a third season just because I love the cast so much. But it's much. based off a book, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it's like it's just like it's a like made up spin-off. Yeah, like yeah. M- like not but it would just be it would be the like writers would take over. So like like they finished the book and and yeah, it's kind of like first... Game of Thrones did it, which this I never yeah. watched Game of Thrones, but like neither have I, I. A lot of my friends were really into it, and I saw I there was so much media criticism about like the last season and stuff, and like this is the other thing. I well, think that's that, like... because they thought that there's going to be another book by the time that the yeah, last and season that's came like out. The other thing when there okay wasn't. when most. There's so little original media content. So little. Most movies and TV well, shows and musicals are yeah. adaptations. Well, this is, a, that's been like a problem for like the past couple of years, especially with like when live remakes started coming. It's just like no one wants a live remake of everything that we've already, like things yeah. were supposed to yeah. be animated for yeah. a reason. Like, right. like things weren't animated because we didn't want a live version yeah. of it. Like it's because that was the appropriate medium. Right. My relationship with TV has changed in that it went from like I used to watch things like Grey's Anatomy or network television that just went on for literal decades. Um, and now I appreciate much more like tight like Fleabag, Phoebe Waller Bridge has announced like there's no season three of Fleabag. Yeah. Fleabag. Because, like, like it's she, just those two busy. seasons. And those and two seasons like- themselves are very short. Like and right. now I, I appreciate like in order to make good content content creators cannot be churning shit out the way that like yeah. things have they have been expected to in the past like 20 years because like Phoebe Waller-Bridge like 
like even though I've never seen her stuff like I know she's very talented and well, like you watch, very you talented. watched season one of Killing Eve right yeah that's her like you wrote that like I know that you know people are really talented but that means that like in order to cultivate that like they cannot be pushing out content content at the rate that like profit margins need them to yeah which is like so twisted and evil and it's also why we get the like even and i also think that's why the my favorite seasons of any long show that i like for example the office or parks and rec which are really just comfort shows like like them don't like them critique them whatever they're shows that i watched in middle school and therefore i will always enjoy them um but my favorite seasons of the office like after i'd say season four or five is really the tipping point and everyone knows when michael scott leaves that is is when like you're only like if you watch it past season four or five you watch it because you've just fallen in love with the characters that is not the strongest writing of the show if you want someone to like the office do not try and defend season eight and nine because there there is nothing (laughs) that season eight and nine have to offer except for like wholesomeness that just being being a fan of the show you want to see your these characters that you've spent so many hours with like have fun be cute whatever and they even tried to do this like angsty storyline with Jim and Pam in the last season and I just don't like it I I think trying to revive the writing in the in the show when they do attempt it is just not strong because like it's just there's no incentive to make the show good anymore because they really were the underdogs of NBC. They were on the verge of like being fired and cut. So they had to make things that like was really good. And then it, once they started making money and they were the money makers of NBC, the quality went down and like the fan base like just never left. Um, Yeah. Well, see, that's the other thing I think. And that's like a a problem, I think, with like network television in a way that limited series and short things and and what has gotten me into movies is that there is an incentive to get the best in a limited amount of time, which I've learned to appreciate more. But sometimes I I also just like to live with characters. I like to spend time with actors. And see, like, that's the shows that I have, the very few shows that I have watched, like some of the Netflix limited series, such as like, I'm not okay with this or end of the fucking world, like things like that. Like each of the episodes are like 20 minutes long. And it's like, there's like 10 episodes or like eight. And like the way that the storytelling is done and the way that like the, the cinematography is done. You refuse to watch Fleabag. So. Okay. This podcast is just us progressive. Each episode is just progressively longer than the last because yeah. we, just, we just keep fucking talking. So that was the end of our special edition bonus episode podcast episode. Wait, I just said the episode. I just said episode twice. Oops. Anyways, thanks so much for listening uh, and subscribe to us on Spotify and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I am at a sunny book nook on twitter renaissance is at renaissance but instead of an e it's an x and on instagram renaissance is at renaissance marie and i am at sunny with a camera if you have any comments or uh, hot take suggestions or submissions or thoughts email us at lavender menace podcast at gmail.com hope to hear from you soon bye